Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 149 of the Your Money, Your Life podcast. We are streaming live and you're listening live wherever you're at. So before you even get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate, and review the podcast like we've done every week so far. We have a lot of news this week, so it'll be heavy news-based. And we may, we may get to questions of the week if we have enough time for it. But a lot, a lot of going on in the news, that I, some stuff that I missed last week that I forgot to touch on. But there is so much going on, so we'll get into all of it. But before we get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate, and review. Now let's get into the show. All right, so let's get into the market update of the week and kind of a technical update and see what's going on within the economic data, the markets. So we've had, you know, a bear sentiment since for year to date, pretty much. Everyone's not been high outlook on stocks because we've had inflation, Fed raising rates, different things that have a bear sentiment. So that's still persisting. But we have in the near term, we've had a short you know, rally since October, roughly mid-October, there's been a 17, 15 to 17% rally in the markets um, based on the fact that the markets were anticipating the Fed to be a little bit more hawkish, um, or dovish, I should say, and less hawkish when it comes to the the pace of rate hikes, um, the amount of rate hikes. And so we've had a little bit more of a rally um, since then. Um, and we do have activity. Now you're seeing the, the parade of CEOs coming on um, different news sites and talking about the economy and what to expect in 2023. And they're all bearish. They're all um, doomsday scenarios that they're spitting out that we've already known prior to. Um, you look at activity on the Chicago PMI, which is the Purchasing Managers Index. It's at a low, suggesting that people are not expecting um, a lot of activity um, and a slowdown in economic activity. Um, and it's been 15 years Count it, 15 years since we've seen the Fed funds rate, the short-term borrowing rate, this high. So, um, you know, for most of our listeners, it's what, like you guys were 10, 20, 10, 15 years old when the Fed funds rate was this high. Um, And so you see a lot of different activity and and economic indicators pointing to a different economic time. Uh, But there are some good things. We've seen the CPI, the headline um, inflation number has peaked, probably peaked in June of this year. And so we've seen that trend go downwards. It's definitely not slowed down enough, but we have seen that um, peak and start to go down. Shipping prices are starting to come down. Um, and so that's another thing. You see monthly rents change over year, uh, month over month has also gone down. So you're seeing different areas of inflation that have shown signs of peaking in June in the summer and that have come, starting to come down. So still not helping the average American is the rate of inflation has outpaced hourly earnings for 20 consecutive months. So, and the U.S. personal savings rate has its lowest ever. I think we talked about that last week. The U.S. savings rate is its lowest ever. So we're seeing a lot of different things that bode for, uh, you know, first half of the year to be a little bit more, you know, challenging than last, last half of the year. So... More what's in the news, some stuff I forgot to cover last week that I wanted to get to and impart my thoughts on. One being Deion Sanders. So, as you know, I'm a huge football person, played football in college, work with athletes, and advise for many NFL athletes. If you think about Deion Sanders, many of you who may not know him, he was a probably one of the best cornerbacks, NFL cornerbacks to ever play, had a long, successful career. Then he went into you know TV 
superstar power. So he's in TV, different things, has media. Um, and then he went to coaching like three or four years ago. Went to coaching at, uh, at Jackson State University, which is a historically black college, HBCU, historically black college university. Um, and typically those universities used to actually, you know, be strong back, back in the day and had a lot of athletes and people would go. But as of obviously the more recent future, more recent times, they haven't had the same resources, same players, same recruits as, you know, your big time uh, PWI institutions, um, PWIs. So Deion Sanders made a huge jump of going to Jackson State, said he was going to bring, you know, HBCUs back onto the map and do different things, which he did. He brought in top recruits, five-star high school recruits, made the team really, really, really strong. They won pretty much 80, 90% of their games while he was there. I think they had an undefeated season this year. But then he got an offer to go to Colorado, the University of Colorado, which is a Division I, primarily white institution that offered him $5 million a year, and he left. And people were up in arms about that. And I just had to formulate thoughts. I mean, I think, you know, you can't blame him for leaving. I think he did a great job of helping Jackson State University and bringing a spotlight onto a university that probably didn't have resources. He was foregoing some of his salary to help with, you know, the facilities um, and things that were on. And Jackson State, if I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is in Mississippi. It's one of the poorest areas um, in the country. Um, and so he took the he took the, the job. And you can't blame him. He's bringing his son, who's a top quarterback, to, to Colorado with him from Jackson State. Many other players will jump in the transfer portal and go with him. And so it's a contentious topic within the minority community of if he should have left, if he's not, have, let me know what you think. Um, but I think it's an interesting conversation to have. We're going more TV, more reality. I think I tweeted or not tweeted. I posted on my story about it last week. I've talked about Love is Blind, the show, plenty of times. I think I did an episode on that like a years ago. I love the show, watched the most recent season. And fortunately enough, I'm working with one of the most – People on the most recent season, Nancy Rodriguez is part of the new She Devised group community. I forgot to say that on the pod last week. Awesome person. Great to work with. Um, and of course, just showing this testament to how great this community has been growing over the last little bit over three years. Um, to even being people from a great show that are real estate people, um, as she is in that business and, and able to join this community and be helped. Um, it's a testament to what this where we're building and have built over the last three years. So it's really, really cool to watch. And my last thing that I want to touch on last week that I forgot to was watch out for hackers during this Christmas time. I had first time experience someone tried to log into my social media, um, log into my bank stuff, and they didn't get anywhere. Thankfully, made switches to everything. Um, but they try to log into my personal stuff, into my betting apps and all this stuff. Be careful. There's a lot of that going on during Christmas because a lot of people are transacting and buying things and people are, you know, sending money, showing out money, all this stuff. Um, so be careful. Don't click on anything you don't know. Do two-factor authentication, which I have on everything. Um, use that to try to evade this stuff because it's picking up. It is picking up in crazy, crazy forms. Um, so now, what is going on this week? In general news, um, in general news this week, there was some, not not a crazy amount, but there was some, um, another thing that happened just recently this morning, came down the pipeline, Brittany Griner has been set free. I think that's awesome to see Brittany Griner, who was detained in Russia for probably at least a year now, right? Um, she has been set free um, with a trade, um, um, with a trade, uh, which is, you know, a good thing to happen 
um, and happy for her to be released. So let's look at year in review, Google search trends. Um, year in review, Google search trends for 2022. It's always fun at the end of the year when you get all these lists. Um, I want to compare that. We should look at 2022 versus 2021. All that stuff. It probably gives you a huge indication on what is going on in the world. Um, so the first thing you see trending or you see and see what was trending in 2022 wordle election results betty white damn betty white's always trending good good looks good that's off for her actors johnny depp one will smith number two interesting surprising okay johnny depp over will smith amber heard number three um chris rock of course who was on the receiving end <laughs> number four um athlete wise antonio brown for not the best reasons serena williams for the good reasons joe burrow for the good reasons um music wise let's go into movies in canto i in and San, I, I don't even know what that movie is that's embarrassing what is that movie Thor, Love and Thunder, that was not, I haven't even seen that yet. Top Gun Maverick, really good movie. The Batman, not so great, did see it. Um, what else? Sports team, Philadelphia Phillies, Boston Celtics. Okay, look at that. Who is? Who is? Who are we worrying? Who are we wondering about? Who is Andrew Tate? Um, number one search. Who is the winning the election? Number two. Who is the king of England? Oh, okay, number three. So a lot in the Google Trends. Um, just take a peruse. It's always fun to look through it um, and find and find out what's happening. People were wondering why is gas so expensive, and what is a bear market. I did a great video on what a bear market is. Feel free to check it out on my social media. Um, so we had a lot of that in 2022. So um, keep your eyes on that. And in more news. Kyrie Irving and Nike cut ties. So remember, Kyrie Irving was suspended um, for rightfully so for some different things that was going on that he was promoting on social media. And then Nike said they're going to cut ties with him. They're going to cut ties with him. Um, we've, there's been back and forth about his punishment versus other people's punishment, which he's talked about. And I do think that's a valid, valid point um, that you see different people punished differently for different things. And he is no um, exception to that, which is unfortunate. Um, there was just, there's not crazy stuff going on in the markets. Um, there's more just general news. Real ID. Do you remember Real ID? Um, it's, you have to get a Real ID. You have, um, which is a, an act that was put into a few years ago, but they're pushing back the deadline for it. Um, if your driver's license lacks a star or a bear in the upper right corner, it isn't real. The Real ID standard, which sets a minimum Security requirements for states issuing licenses was passed by Congress back in 2005 as part of a sweeping federal effort to shore up national security in the wake of 9-11, and they keep pushing that back. So still time to get your real ID if you haven't. So I keep seeing it all over online this this week or last couple of weeks. ChatGP, whatever that is, it's actually a AI, uh, artificial intelligence application that allows people to, you know, one, do a whole bunch of different things. So you can talk to the AI and it will finish your sentences, help you write stuff, answer some questions. It's a trained model um, that is a, a language model trained by OpenAI. Um, it has a massive amount of text data and it allows you to help, you know, formulate sentences and different things. A lot of people have liked it. It's caused a lot of, you know, shock and awe. It's has over 1 million people that signed up to test the chat, G, chat GPT. 
in the first five days. That's crazy because if you look at the comparison to big social media apps we know today like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and their first how long it took them to get to a million, it was a much longer time than five or six days, um, which is crazy. Still in the spotlight, the Federal Trade Commission is looking into a number of crypto companies um, as well as celebrities in connection with a, a deceptive or misleading ads, which is fair. Like you see that, you know, financial in the using the financial world, you can't really do much ads. There's heavy rules and regulations on what you can do, how you can do it, what you could say. And there didn't seem to be the same regulations around the crypto companies um, during the crazy boom. And so now they're looking into that. I'm assuming going to make some regulations around it. Um, and that would be, in my estimation, a, a wonderful thing to do uh, to protect people, to protect consumers. A lot of people just don't know and don't do research. Speaking of don't knowing, Walmart is saying that shoplifting is going to lead to higher prices and store closures as losses from organized retail theft mount. So if you've probably seen it, I've seen it in Walgreens or CVS a couple of times. Someone just literally comes in with a trash bag, sweeps stuff off the of, of the racks and pours it into their bag and walks out. And the workers aren't allowed to stop them. There's policies against like trying to stop them. It can lead to dangerous stuff. And and so you're seeing theft rise in these you know retail grocery stores, all these different things. Um, because and that Walmart saying, hey, because of this, we're gonna have to pay higher prices. Everyone else is gonna have to pay higher prices, and store closures are gonna have to come. Because of theft being a big problem, especially around this time, there's even organized retail theft rings because um, they gather the products and they resell them. It's on the rise. Last year, nearly 70% of retailers reported a spike, which contributed to losses up to $69 billion. Target is CEO is saying the same thing. Rite Aid and Best Buy, um, they're all saying that they're seeing this theft um, across the country. And so it's incredibly, incredibly worrying sign. It looks like, um, speaking of more worrying, Pepsi's plan to lay off hundreds of workers. So now it seems to be shifting outside of tech. Um, you know, you saw the tech companies do their layoffs and now you're seeing a bunch of non-tech companies starting to shore up costs and do layoffs. Um, there was another one that I'm, it's slipping my mind that announced layoffs, and I will find that one here in a second. But you're seeing it across the across the world. You saw Plaid, which is more of a tech company, Motive, uh, Morgan Stanley. The banks are going back to their 1% to 5% trimming of the bottom performers um, every year. So Morgan Stanley jumped into the fray with announcing some layoffs. Um, and so you're seeing that broaden outside of tech a little bit, which we've been warned about. We have been warned about. Um, and so that's something to continue to watch. Um, as, as you as you go down the pipeline. FTX spokesman Kevin O'Leary says he lost $15 million payday from crypto firm. Um, CNBC contributor Kevin O'Leary said he lost all of his XTF, FTX crypto payday, uh, which he had $15 million. He said it was a bad investment. He was a spokesperson, an investor, um, and they paid him taxes paid spokesman per person for FTX and along with other people. Um, and that you shouldn't feel bad for them. There was a lot of people that lost their deposits because SBF scammed and stole their deposits. Um, and you know, there'll be a lot more of this story to come, come, come down the pipeline. So that's it folks. A lot of news. We got through much of it. Um, so we'll get on to the next segment.
All right, everyone. Question of the day. Question of the day. Um, going with the theme of holidays. We just put up the tree. It looks great. It is the holiday time. So we have a question of the day. How much do you guys think America's planning to budget for winter holiday spending? Again, we'll say it again. How much are Americans planning to budget for winter holiday spending? The number has gone up every year since 2009. And I should have guessed prior to looking at the answer, but the answer happens to be $832. Americans expect to spend about $832 with holiday spending. What it goes into that? Um, I'm sure presents, travel, helping people, gifts, buying things, consumerism, all of that above. But every year since 2009, Americans' consumers spending on holiday gifts and other holiday expenses increased over the previous year. When it comes to planning holiday spending, Americans expect to spend about $830, about $47 less than the 879 that was budgeted in 2021. Interesting, interesting. So a little bit lower than 2021 when there was much more flush for people cash-wise. Interesting enough. Well, folks, that is another question of the day and another episode this week, which I think was a fun and insightful episode. Make sure you tune in every week and share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. We'll talk to you next week.